Hey guys, welcome back to Talking Fit with Ty and Adam here. We have a lovely Q&A day set up for you guys today, all right? So we're going to get after it. we got plenty of questions here to answer. We're going to go into depth as much as we can and give you guys as much information as possible. Adam, yeah. welcome, sir. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we posted uh, on both of our Instagram stories to ask us questions. We got a few. Uh, we're not super popular yet, so it's not a super uh, uh, high volume of questions. So we'll pro- probably just get to all of them. And uh, if, if we start ranting about something or, or talking too long, we'll just turn this into, into a two-parter. Uh, things are pretty informal over here. So uh, let's just start with uh, the first question I got, which was from Kara, uh, which was on Facebook, is how important is added cardio if you're already strength training five times a week? So uh, like most uh, fitness-related questions, I would say that it really depends. Uh, first of all, it depends on what your goal is. Like, is your goal weight loss? Is your goal to build muscle? Is your goal to build strength? But I think overall, um, most people who tend to ask this question are asking because they're uh, believing that the added cardio is gonna help them with weight loss. So I'd say um, it all, it all, it's all going to always come down to your calorie budget. So how many calories you're eating versus how many calories you're burning. If you're strength training five times a week and you're consistently not seeing weight loss, my first suggestion would be, you know, increase your movement and slightly decrease your calories. And then if Tyler disagrees on any of this, he'll just let me know. (laughs) But like uh, uh, slightly increase your your movement, slightly decrease your calories. So the added movement is important if you're not strength training hard enough or intense enough to the point where you're seeing weight loss. So I know that's not a very straightforward answer, but most fitness related questions are going to be not very straightforward. It's very uh, dependent on what you're currently doing. I would say general broad stroke advice would be if you're looking at cardio as strictly a way to lose weight, I would start looking at at it for the other health benefits as far as heart health and just moving around more. So I would say just move around more for the sake of moving around more. Go on a couple walks a week. Uh, maybe do a 10 minute uh, warm up on the elliptical or the rower or the bike before you start working out just to get some extra calorie burn and, and also for the added heart health benefits. Uh, but if you're doing strength training five days a week and it's quality strength training, don't go hammering yourself with extra cardio just because you want to see the scale drop 0.5 more pounds than it already is. Uh, and what do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 100%. I think uh, I think just a couple anecdotes to put in there. I, I 100% agree. Uh, with everything you said. And the biggest thing is, again, it's 100% based upon what your goals are specifically. Um, You know, if you're enjoying your progress and, you you know, if you're just trying to rush it for the sake of rushing, you're like, oh, I want to drop 20 pounds by the time vacation comes or or 10 pounds by next week. uh, I think it can, that can start to listen, an unhealthy relationship with uh, your your cardio and your training. But um, if you're doing it generally just for weight loss in general, um, I think it's definitely something to add in. And Realistically, especially for me, I feel the difference too. And you let me, uh, you let me know is I feel uh, my training is better when I add in some type of steady state cardio, just simply because heart health. Yeah, yeah. So, something like walking, or even if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do interval training, uh, doing some sort of like short burst at the end of a workout. So, like for instance, like the other day, I hopped on the assault bike and did uh it was it was literally five minutes of work mm. but it's you know uh, a sprint rest sprint rest for five minutes by the end of it i was you know wrecked whereas if i had done 30 minutes on the elliptical i mm. wouldn't have had that same effect um so just switch it up i would say if you're strength training five days a week 
Uh, again, if we're gonna broad stroke it, not knowing like this, this specific person's exact training plan, although I technically do because she, she's an online training plan of mine. <laughs> uh, but uh, for, her, for her specifically, uh, if she's strength training five days a week, I would say uh, one to two cardio sessions a week is gonna be plenty. You know, yep. walking, uh, doing some interval stuff at the end of at the tail end of your workout is going to be great. Um, and then, you know, with cardio, I like to say like you know, strength training is going to be like your main course, like your meat and potatoes. And then cardio is like the seasoning. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the the seasoning is good and all, but at the end of the day, no one just eats seasoning. So don't just <laughs> do cardio. You know what I mean? So uh, ju- do your strength training first, and then if you want to spice it up a little bit, add a little bit of cardio in here and there. Yeah. Um, and then, so I guess I could just keep asking questions for now since the phone's in front of me. For sure. We're reading off a phone. Uh, so the next one is from uh, Brandon, and he said, uh, Can you talk about uh, creatine and pre workout? So, um, generally speaking, I think both of these uh, get uh, sort of a bad rap, either a really bad rap from certain people, or people think they're like magic. Uh, do you hear about that a lot? So like for, for example, I have had people who have just started working out. Maybe they're, they're, they're a week into working out for the first time and they're asking me like what time for pre-workout should they take? So uh, pre-workout is just pretty much, uh, it's rel- realistically speaking, it's like powdered, uh, powdered energy drink. Yep. So it's like a, a Red Bull with some amino acids in it. Is it necessary? No. Is it going to completely change the game for you? No. But is it like, you know, good to give you an extra boost and, and maybe get a little bit more out of your workout? Yeah, I think if you are consistently seeing results in the gym and you're consistent with your training and your nutrition and you want to try some creatine or pre-workout to like maybe help enhance your workouts, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But again, like anything else, don't overdo it. Don't think it's anything magic. Creatine, if you're taking like five grams a day, you're probably going to see some steady strength gains in the gym. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, if you weren't taking those five grams a day, probably not a drastic difference. Yeah. I've, you know, have you taken creatine before? Yeah. So actually it's, uh, I like the question uh, because I remember when I like first started really getting into like weight training and yeah. stuff, um, that was the two things I bought. I went and bought some whey protein and then I bought some creatine. Me too. And uh, <laughs> you know, I did some research on it and stuff. And I was like, all right, this is what I need to get the points. How I'm going to get bigger. Um, I agree with what you said in terms of the fact is realistically at the end of the day, it's uh, creatine is another form of a supplement yeah. and it should be supplemental. Like that shouldn't be strictly what you're depending on to get your pump, to get stronger, to increase your strength. Like, uh, you need consistent strength training day yeah. in, day out, proper rest. I mean, your food, nutrition, there's so many other things on the scale. I think that are, if it's scale one to 10, creatine could be probably down at about 10. One could be your consistent training, your nutrition, sleep, rest, recovery, things of that nature. Yeah. I think if you don't, if you don't even know how many grams of protein you eat a day, you shouldn't even worry about creatine yet. <laughs> yes. Uh, pre-workout on the other hand, is strictly just for an energy boost. Mm-hmm. So for realistically speaking, you could drink, you know, some black uh, coffee or a nitro cold brew on the way to the gym and get the same effect as you would from like a pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so pre-workout, if you're a teenager and you're just starting out working out, probably wouldn't recommend it again just because it's really high stimulant. It's, it, it, can, it can be a little iffy if you're using too much of it. You can see some negative side effects. Um, I, to be completely transparent, I use pre-workout. My wife, like when she first met me, was like, 
I hate that you use pre-workout, <laughs> so then I stopped using it for like a year, and then she found one like online that has like none of the crap in it. It's like straight, and I, I it works good for me. So I so we we made a compromise. As, as what that's what marriage is, is all about compromise. So like uh, I use her her hippie pre-workout, and it works it works for me. Uh, and but I also get up at three forty-five in the morning. So by the time I'm working out at eleven twelve in the afternoon. I need something, but if I run out of pre-workout, I, I just have a cup of coffee and I feel the same, you know, very similar effects. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I've, I've heard the same, I'll say, as far as, um, like, pre-workout goes. Like, I've never actually never taken pre-workout before. Oh, I've really? Had, like, never. Um, I'll give you a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Especially before a workout. Like, so, I'm, but I'm, again, it's a separate case, and there may be some people who are listening that are this way. I'm very caffeine sensitive. Yeah. So I can literally, even at my size, crazy. Um, I could have like maybe two sips of coffee and, and I'm like, feel it. and I'm buzzing. So like pre-workout to me would like make my heart, rate, oh, no, my heart rate much, like, much faster than it needs to be. And it would just be a lot, a lot for my system in general. That's actually really important to talk about because again, if you're looking at something strictly based off the advertising or mm-hmm. what you're reading on Instagram, you're not going to think about these things. You're going to go, Oh, that guy takes pre-workout or that girl takes pre-workout. So I should take, so I should take it. Yep. Um, but again, you got to, you have to be uh, self-aware like that. Like if you, if you generally speaking are someone, um, if you have a Red Bull and you can feel your heart pounding, you probably shouldn't be taking a pre-workout before you go in the gym. Uh, you should be aware of that. Also, another thing is if you're going to take something that's high in caffeine, you've got to A, make sure you're hydrating the rest of the day and B, monitor your caffeine intake the rest of the day too. So for example, like I have, I will not, I only have one cup of coffee like when I wake up and I eat breakfast at again at like 4 a.m. But like other than that and the pre-workout, I don't have any other caffeine. Mm-hmm. And on my rest days, I only have the one cup of coffee and I don't have, and sometimes I might even not even have a cup of coffee. But if you're someone who drinks Red Bulls regularly or you drink like Coke Zero or you have like one or two coffees a day, Definitely don't start taking free work on top of that. You know, so again, a, a lot of this stuff is very de- like you know dependent on, yeah. on who you are and what your lifestyle is like. On the flip side, creatine is non-stimulant. Um, again, if you're keeping it to the serving size of like five grams of creatine monohydrate and you're being consistent with it, and all everything else is in check too, you might get some some you know you might notice some some uh, you know maybe slightly faster strength gains, but beyond that, you're not gonna like go from zero to Arnold in like three weeks from using creatine. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be like uh, those fit tees or... Exactly, yeah, it's, not a, it's definitely not a quick fix. We're actually, I'm proud of us, we're buzzing through these questions. Um, so this is from Zeke, who we both know. My man, yeah, Zeke! Yeah, yeah, this is from Zeke. Uh, so we're, again, we're not popular yet, so we're getting questions from people we know. Hopefully one day we'll get questions from people we don't know. <laughs> but uh, Zeke asked, uh, he said, you're both accomplished trainers, what do you learn from each other? Um, well, that's a, that's a really good question. I think we'll probably learn more from each other as we do these more. Cause like I, I said on the first podcast, like me and Tyler have only really interacted a handful of times yeah. really like, like throughout like our, yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like we've known each other since childhood. Um, but I would say, um, it, it's not even really like a training thing, but just interacting with Tyler, it, 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 this might be a little deep, but like, I really think that like. Uh, he has like a very like positive view on things and is very outgoing, very social and, uh, you know, has kind of a very like a calmer kind of outlook and a more, um, we were actually just talking about before we started recording, but he's very more, uh, mindful of like 
decision making and mm-hmm. kind of thinks about things. And like you just said, like first time he took creatine, like he did research before. It. Like, <laughs> like for me, like I'm like I'm not. No, I'm very analytical in yeah, my yeah. thought process. Exactly, and yeah. so I think it's it's kind of teaching me to be a little bit more, uh, not to pull the trigger as fast on things. Like for example, with the podcast, we talked about this maybe. Uh, two months ago, three mm-hmm. months ago, like I was ready to record like the next day. I would have posted it the next day and probably like started putting it up on iTunes. And then he was like more took, we took our time with it. And I think it's given us a better quality launch and a better quality product. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I probably would have put out like uh, eight weeks of shitty products before and then finally found my footing. Yep. So he's teaching me to be a little bit more patient and, and mindful of decision making, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I would say, uh, well, first off, Zeke, thank you for calling us accomplished. Love yes, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I mean, what I would say is, uh, you know, I was, I, I've done, you know, personal training stuff prior to when I was at my last phase of employment. And um, you've been in the game, you've had more skin in the game. And I'm someone who's very open to, um, you know, I'm, I know I'm humble. I'm, I'm a humble 28 years old. <laughs> um, I know that I don't know everything. And you're someone that, and I've always respected like what you did. Um, I remember even being at work and like messaging you on Instagram, just like, oh, how do you do this? Or how long you been doing this for? And just like, I always respected that because you always did it for yourself. And that was a goal that I always wanted to get to. So that being said, I learned uh, just almost on the flip note of what you say about me is I learned the opposite. Like sometimes you just got to go. You just got to try it. You got to just put it out there and just see what happens. Because at the end of the day, something is always going to be better than nothing. So, yeah, no, I mean, there's I think there's always something to be learned from another individual yeah uh whether we're in the same excuse me whether we're in the we're in the same work realm or if we're you know just walking down the street you know i think always living that way and being you know open to suggestions from people who have been doing it for a while i think it not only helps you to grow quicker but it helps you to learn and learn from other people's mistakes which is i mean what everyone says that it's like bumper bumper stickers that say that um but uh, just from working with you, the small amount we have so far, it's just it's helped me a lot already. So no, it's funny about it's funny that you said that about like uh, when you were working uh, at Metabolic and you, you said like you would like look at my stuff on Instagram. It's funny because how you get in your own head. So like I've been doing my own thing now for like three and a half years, and before that I've been a trainer for seven years. And you get so like in your own lane, right? Yep. You're just like focusing on what you're doing your day to day, client, client, client. You know, uh, make sure you're you're bringing money in, to, you know, put food on the table, all that stuff. And uh, I, I didn't have my own space. Um, you know, I, I didn't have, I don't have, I still don't have a large social media following. And uh, when your confidence is slightly low, especially when you're first starting a business, like those things feel like they're bigger deals than they actually are. So like in my mind, which is so crazy that I even say this on like a podcast that maybe oh, only 10 people probably listen to it, but whatever. Like, you, uh, um, I was always under the impression, I was just like, man, like everyone who works at like Orange Theory or like Metabolic or like other trainers, they probably just think I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm just like, they probably just think I'm a fucking loser who's like trying to do his own thing and I probably don't even like have, technically have a job, even though like I was busting my ass all day. It's so like, that's my mindset, like going into every day and like my, I used to drive my wife crazy because I would constantly be like operating in a way that I was trying to prove something to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, like either, 99% of the time people probably don't even pay attention to what you're doing and then the 1% of the time you got someone else who, who, who's a trainer in the, in the same space as you and was like oh I respect Adam <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so funny it's so, I, it's, it's, it goes to show like how much your mind plays tricks on you oh, when you're dude, really, I'm, like, you know in the grind and the flow that like I'm the king of that it's not always greener on the other side you know? <laughs> I, I'm the king of that I, I, over, I do tend to overthink things it's just when it comes to like 
operating my, in my business, I always operate like my back's against the wall. So like, yep. if I if I decide to do something, I just like boom, let's get it done, let's do it, we'll figure it out along the way. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Just add more onto the plate. Um, this one's from Malta Chiropractic, uh, which is cool that they reached out. Uh, what is a guilty? What is your guilty pleasure that you can still fit within a nutrition plan? So <laughs> so kind of like a cheat food that you would still be able to eat on a regular day. Um, so you, do you have one off the top of your head? Man, I, so yeah. So something that you eat but is would normally be like a cheat food, but you still fit in your calories. Yeah, I mean, so I think like real, like think about that and just like a, um, from a more, again, analytical view, this is how I sort of think about things. Um, realistically, right, like as we always talk about budgeting your calories and figure technically for a good amount, I'll say a good amount of people, like you can kind of eat whatever you want as long as you, you would have to eat a much maybe smaller breakfast and then have yeah. something, you know, much more calorie dense for dinner. But um, what's something I love? Oh, uh, French fries. French fries. Okay, that's a French good fries is something that most people, you wouldn't think that you can have, but I mean, there's brands. I think the thing that... Like Ale- Alexia? Alexia, Alexia, yep, yeah, Alexia yeah. fries, the sweet potato fries, um, the regular fries. I think on the same notion, it's, it just, it goes to show, or we can actually just touch upon it, that there's, you can have just about anything you want and still be able to reach your goals consistently. Yeah, yeah. As long as, you know, you have your your other plays, like, held accountable and in their spots where they need to be. Like, you know, again, your sleep recovery, training, things of that nature. Like, you can enjoy ice cream. You can enjoy candy. Like, not saying we eat that stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. But in moderation, like, you can still have, like... I like to look at my nutrition more so, and I know you do too, as like more so like you can allow whatever you want in there. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, that's how I think. I think mine would be, uh, see, it's a toss-up. So I'd say either bagels or, bagel. or wine. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of wine, but like wine is something that like, like me and my wife will have like to have that like maybe like once a week or something like that. And it's something that... Um, like you buy a bottle and like that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? That's like, yep. It doesn't. You're not gonna get like super drunk off it. It's just like a nice little buzz once in a while. Like again, I don't. I definitely do not do this regularly because like I wake up so early that I don't want to feel it. But like yeah, if, if it's like uh, maybe like a so uh, the only night during the week that I don't work late is like Tuesdays. Yep. So like it's like kind of like a mini date night that we'll do. So maybe like maybe we'll get like a bottle of wine or stuff like that. And I always try and plan for that like ahead of time so i know like okay tuesday we're gonna have a bottle of wine i know that's gonna be you know probably an extra 350 calories that i'm gonna intake mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll take that out in the rest of my day so that would be like the closest thing to have like a guilty pleasure because like yeah. if i eat a bagel like i don't feel guilty about it and i don't feel guilty about drinking the wine but it's more like it's not something i would do on a regular basis yeah. you know what i mean it's not something i'm gonna do three or four nights a week it's like one night a week have a have a glass or two of wine enjoy it and just enjoy time with my wife yep. and uh allow it and not let it throw me off my nutrition plan yeah that, yeah, that would yeah. be mine yeah i think on that same note i love i love the whole the whole just act of like you have you have the wine but you have it to enjoy like with your wife like i'm i'm a huge i mean i love to eat in general oh, uh, me, <laughs> just me, me too me too but i love to eat in general but i'm i'm big too as um as far as uh a person who likes to like enjoy certain special meals or say like going out or something yeah. like I make it more of an more of like it's about the act it's about enjoying the time with that person oh yeah like I like if I wasn't if we weren't hanging out together like I wouldn't just go get a bottle of wine and, yeah like, you know, yeah yep. like I wouldn't it wouldn't feel fun to me yeah it's, I mean? for me it's more about sharing and enjoying the time with that person that I'm enjoying like that drink or that yeah. meal with and like 
I think that's what I mean to a certain extent. That's what it's all about. Like you still have to enjoy what you're eating every day. All right, we're doing enjoy. we're doing yeah. pretty good on time. So I have a, I actually have a follow up question for you. So it two, it's two two follow up questions. One is what's like your go to drink, like alcohol drink, like yeah, it's like a go to for you. Yeah. And two, like what is it like? Because you're a big guy, like. How much does it take for you to catch a buzz? <laughs> not, 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 not drunk, but like just, just catch a buzz where you're yep. like, okay, you said two sips of coffee will get you going. Yeah, yeah. So like how many sips of alcohol are you like, okay, I'm buzzed? So uh, for the first question, I say um, I'm the same as you. I like, I like a good vino, um, red wine. Well, but that's not my number one choice. Oh, it's not? No, okay. that's, just, that's right. just something that I can fit into my nutrition during the week. Oh, but if I had to right. choose, that wouldn't be my first go-to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um... Yeah, so I would say for me, yeah, I love vino. Um, I like a good Malbec, Chardonnay, or not Chardonnay, excuse me, uh, Cabernet. Um, I, pretty much anything dark and red. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, what I will say though, I do prefer, um, and I don't know if you've had it before, natural wine. No. No, so natural wine is just supposed to be uh, sulfite free, which is nah, it's these chemicals that's, that forms in the wine. Um, I just like fermenting, I think, and stuff. Didn't research that, so don't quote me there. But um, <laughs> that being said, I, the flavor, and there's a lot of them that are taste almost more just like juice, but they have um, obviously alcohol in them. Um, as far as catching a buzz, it's funny. You would think like being in the size of him that um, it would take a lot. But this is what I'll say. If I'm drinking often, like I used to, college days. No, 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 not, not, college, <laughs> not college days. They're talking like oh, so adult, now, adult, I have a career and I can't do this every single night. I got you. Honestly, now it really like, it depends. like wine, maybe two glasses. If it was something that was strong, but maybe one to two, it's not. So it's like not if you have easy. two full glasses of wine, then you start to feel buzzed. You don't feel buzzed in the process of drinking. Nah, I probably need like a couple. Okay. No, that's, couple I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. Okay. But yeah, my tolerance is, is pretty low too. I said I'm, alcohol is maybe once every two months now or something. It's just, it, uh, the after effects for me, I just, I'm like, eh. Wine is, is good though. I can fit like wine and not feel too bad the next day. Yeah. But well, I'm also someone like, that likes to eat their calories. So that's. Oh, no, no. I, I'm the same way, man. That's why yep. I don't do it very often because I'm like, if I'm going to get those calories, like I would rather get them for food. Oh my goodness. Once, like 99% of the Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. But again, like that's something you share with your wife and that's a moment that you guys have and you enjoy. And to me, like that's just as important as eating whatever you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because, again, like, it's about, like, the sustainability. Like, yeah, I can easily, we can both easily take that out and we can, uh, you know, cut that out for a month, two months and be fine. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. It's not, it doesn't, it's not like we're sitting there like, oh, man, God, I need that wine. But the thing is, like, even if I do eliminate it for two months, I know how to bring it back in mm -hmm. and not let it throw me off my game. Yes. And that's what, that's the, that's the important part. We really went off on a tangent on that one. But, like, <laughs> that good. was good. I was surprised that you said wine. I'm gonna be honest with you. What did you think it was gonna be? I don't know. I thought it would be something like like harder. Some harder, yeah. Yeah, something harder. I like a good whiskey. Like okay, see so that's yeah. Yeah, I will say like if I if I'm trying to if I'm trying to get loose, yeah, good whiskey. Give me one glass and I'll be I'll be feeling real good. Okay, <laughs> especially right, so now. Whiskey, yeah. I didn't I didn't try whiskey for actually I didn't even have my first drink until I was like 28. Really? Did you not know that? No. Yeah, I didn't drink. In high school, I mean, I didn't go to college, so like I didn't drink high school or any of my early twenties, oh. and I actually never planned on drinking. Ever. Yeah. So it was like a it was like a huge part of my Me too. who I was. <laughs> yeah. It was a huge part of who I was as a person. Like I literally didn't drink yep. ever. Like I would go out, go to I would go to parties and stuff. I'd go out to a bar, yep. and I would just get like club soda lime. 
And, uh, and people knew that I didn't drink and no one had a problem with it. Cause I was like, I'm not judgmental of others. So like yep. I, I was, I would be the guy who like, if I knew you drank and then you weren't drinking that night, like I would say like, yeah, oh, stop being a bitch. Like have a drink. <laughs> even though I, they're like, you don't even drink. I'm like, yeah, but I never do it. Like yeah, you're just yeah, choosing yeah. not you're to just the <laughs> You're being lame. Um, I love that. Yeah. So like, so like, uh, now like I'm 30. So like, I, you know, uh, so I had my first drink when I was like 28. So, um, I have not. I think that's allowed me to have like a healthier relationship with it because, like, I never. I went through my entire twenties never being like, oh, I'm stressed. I need to drink. I'm going through a breakup. I need to drink. So, like, I don't use it to cope. It's Mm -hmm. it's literally just like something I look forward to. Like, you know, like I said, once or twice, like a month or or once a week or whatever to enjoy that time. Yeah. All right. So next question. Yeah, man. I think I was 18. (laughs) That's still pretty late for most people. It is. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. All right, uh, this one's from Sarah. Uh, she wanted to say she wanted to know how do I know how many calories I need to eat a day in order to tone? So, uh, in order to tone, uh, meaning fat loss. Yep. Um, so, this is really going to be dependent on you know where you are. But again, if we're going to broad stroke it, if you are someone who is even relatively uh, active, you're lifting weights. General calculation that I would start with would be your, your goal body weight times 12. Now that would be your calorie intake. So just to do easy math, if you were someone and you wanted to weigh, uh, you know, 200 pounds, that would be 2,400 calories. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I I only use that number because it was the easiest math I can think of off the top of my head. (laughs) And I didn't want to say a hundred because I never want to encourage anyone to try to get to a hundred pounds. So, um, Goal body weight times 12 would be your calorie intake. Uh, and you would try to hit that as consistently as possible. And that's where most people f- uh, find that they have the tr- trouble with it is that you can find that on information online. You can get it from free, for free from us. But most people will have that number. And then as soon as it becomes too hard to either A, control their calories to get them that low, mm-hmm. or B, for most people, eat enough to fill that calorie intake with healthy food, yes. you, they kind of give up on it and then they, they don't track happy hour or going out on the weekends. Um, so goal body weight times 12 and then just as importantly, uh, goal body weight times one would be your protein intake. And that's very important because that's going to help you build lean muscle. If your goal is toning, you need lean muscle. So if you want to lose fat and you want to look toner, you got to have lean muscle. So the protein is going to support the lean muscle and then the calorie control is going to help you stay in that, you know, a calorie deficit is going to make it easier for you to burn fat. And again, you just have to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And if you screw up one day, you got to get back on it the next day. Yep. And it, until you can string the majority of like three to six weeks together of doing it, you really can't gauge whether or not it's working for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't do three days a week for four weeks and say this isn't working. Yeah. You have to do it like six, seven days a week. And that's, I think that's the, that's the toughest part is most people don't understand and I'll be the first proponent to say I have zero patience, like horrible patience. But when it I'm comes the same to way. Yeah, yeah, but when it comes to fat loss, nutrition, that's the thing people want to see instant, want to see it have on. Yeah. When you have to think, you're right. If you even put on say five pounds, if you put on ten pounds, you didn't put that on in a day. No yeah. one can do that. Yeah. I've actually tend to fluctuate. If you if I weigh myself in the morning and then at night, and this is obviously because of carbs, uh, water intake, all the food I had, and I'm also seven feet tall, um, I, I can fluctuate probably about eight pounds in a day. And I still have enough knowledge to know that I didn't actually put on eight pounds yeah. in a day. A lot of people will see that scale, what the scale says, and it's like, oh, nope, this isn't working after doing it. 
semi-doing, say three days out of seven days a week being consistent for a month or a month yeah. and a half, and then just throw everything to the wayside. And most people, when it comes to consistency, it's not even the overall consistency of even tracking the calories, it's actually being consistent with the accuracy of your tracking. Like, you don't have to sit there like a scientist and weigh out every single morsel of food, but I always recommend for people, weigh your food, really get a gauge of how many calories you're eating, because there's a lot of calories that sneak in there um, that you might not know about. So if your goal is to, uh, if your goal is fat loss and you wanna, you wanna look more toned and lose body fat, you gotta eat enough protein to fuel the workouts, and you also have to eat enough carbs to fuel those workouts. Mm-hmm. So don't start cutting carbs and all that stuff. Just find, figure out what your calorie amount is. Again, goal body weight times 12, and then your protein goal would be goal body weight times one, and then figure out the amount of meals a day, the portion sizes of meals that you need to hit that, and then try to stick to it. You know, you can make switches here and there, uh, but the, one of the, and to kind of uh, snowballing off your point, you know, don't compare what you, um, your weight on Wednesday morning to Tuesday morning, yeah. compare your weight on, on Wednesday morning to the past like three Wednesdays yes. and look at that. Not, oh, well, the weight, the, my weight spiked two pounds today compared to, well, what, what is my trend? Am I constantly going down? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then that'll give you a better gauge. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the last one that I have, um, but it's a good one. Uh, and it kind of goes off the one we just had. This is from uh, Christine, who is actually a doctor, and she said uh, that patients tell me they only eat one meal a day and they are still gaining weight. I just don't don't know what to say anymore. Help with two exclamation points. <laughs> so, wow. um, so, and, and this is actually a really good uh, a really good question uh, because I've had similar conversations with plenty of nutrition clients. Yeah, and so I'm sure you have yep. of people who are doing. And most people who are doing one meal a day, that means they're either A, they're intermittent fasting and they, uh, they're, doing, they're going about it that way, or they're just someone who says they're, they're not very hungry and they don't tend to eat a lot. Um, a few follow-up questions that I would have for a, a patient of yours if I was talking to them would be, uh, do you even know how many calories you're eating throughout the day? How, you know, how often are you exercising? Are you eating only one meal a day, seven days a week? And if so, how long, how many weeks have you stacked together where you're actually doing that? And then back to the first question, do you know how many calories you're eating a day? Because at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna come down to how many calories are you eating throughout the day? So whether you eat you know, 3,000 calories in one sitting or six sittings, it's still 3,000 calories. Yep. For most people, they have zero clue how many calories they're eating. So if someone, uh, if it's a patient of yours, who is you know, um, very overweight and they wanna lose a lot of weight and they say that they're eating one meal a day, my question would be like, well, how many calories are you eating? How often are you weight training? How often are you exercising? What happens, what tends to happen, not to go off on a huge tangent, is people say they're eating one meal a day, they end up not eating enough protein, they're not exercising very regularly. So what happens then? You lose lean muscle, your metabolism slows down, so you start to burn less throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So now you're burning less calories and you don't know how many calories you're intaking. I would say I'd probably bet money on the fact that anyone who comes to you with this, if you really were to break it down and ask them how many weeks they've been consistent with it, it's probably not super consistent. They're probably doing it three, four, maybe even five days a week, and then on the weekend saying, Oh, screw it, and then they go way off the deep end. Mm-hmm. They need to know how many calories they're intaking each day. More importantly, how many cal- calories are they intaking on average? Because mm-hmm. if you take in 1,200, 1,300 calories a day, five days a week, and then you take in 3,000 calories on Saturday and 3,000 calories on Sunday, it throws off your whole weekly average, right? So yeah. uh, for these people, I would, I would have these conversations with them. Um, and if you're not in, if you don't have the time or, or maybe 
they're not open enough right now to that sort of coaching, I would say, you know, to tell them, well, just start tracking your calories, mm -hmm. really get a gauge of how many calories you're eating um, and then figure that out and then, you know, just start to reduce it a little bit if it's too high or try to be more consistent with your protein intake, uh, make sure you're exercising. Um, do you have any, do you have anything on this? Cause I feel like I could talk forever. On yeah, no, 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 I, I, I agree with, I would say everything you're, uh, every single thing that you just said, I think, um, what I would have them do if I was in uh, her position, uh, number one, I need to know how many calories you're eating yeah. because that's, that's like you said, that's always going to be what it comes down to. I think number two would be the other thing is to show, um, have them write out if say if they're only having one meal, so this shouldn't take too long. Yeah. It yeah. Take maybe a couple minutes. Or even take a picture of it. Take, yes, number one, take a picture or say if you didn't cook because maybe they only have one meal a day. It could also be because their day is so busy or they feel their day is so busy they can't prioritize their nutrition. They could be just getting fast food and you yeah. have no idea. Like there's, there's such One meal a day is so broad. So broad. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. You can go to an all-you-can-eat buffet yeah. once a day. <laughs> exactly. There's not enough for me. There's not enough context there to know. So I would say, yeah, I, I want to know how much calories you eat, but take a picture or like write me a list of like what you're eating. More than likely, I would say most likely in that position, um, it's mostly going to be most of the foods are going to be fat and carb based. Yeah, fat like the, carb. the whole meal is going to be so fat dense and then they're wondering why, um, why they're still getting away or staying where they are. Um, well, because for one gram of fat is nine calories. Uh, carbs and protein stay the same, but in terms of satiation, protein, like you said, will keep you fuller for hours, maintain your, um, your blood uh, sugar levels and so on and so forth. So. I would 100% be willing to bet whoever that is that if that's generally the case, because because I think of, all right, I, I like to believe that that person's telling me the truth. Like, they're not just telling me they're eating one meal just to make it up. Yeah, I don't think that they're lying. I yeah, just, yeah, they're not aware. They're just not aware. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all lack of ignorance. So that it could just be so much uh, fat they're having them easily, easily. Two tablespoons of peanut butter could put you over your fats like so easily for the day. And just yeah, and I calories. think a lot of times they're also not aware of other things like liquid calories. Like yes. how much creamer are you putting in your coffee? How many nights a week do you That's drink alcohol? Thing. Yep. Things like that. So someone might say they're eating one meal a day. But maybe that meal is a, it's a pretty calorically dense meal that's not very filling. Maybe a couple nights a week they're having some liquid calories with the meal. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're dumping creamer in their coffee in the morning. You know, maybe they're saying they eat one meal a day, but they're not counting snacks and bites. Yep. So like throughout, maybe they're eating one meal, but throughout the day, maybe they're at work and there's something in the office, they'll grab a handful here, handful here. Or feeding the kids. Yeah, or feeding the kids. Grab. So I'm not saying that any of this stuff is bad, but you really, you really have to have these conversations with your patients and go, okay, you're eating one meal a day. Uh, next time I, next time I see you, like, I want to see like, you know, give me, take pictures. You don't even have to log it. Just every time you eat your one meal a day, take one picture. So if I'm going to see you in uh, three weeks, I, I want to see at least, you know, 10 pictures. Yep. I mean, you know, that would be 21 meals. But again, if you forget, or maybe again, people are going to be very, um, Sporadic. they might, they might, uh, <laughs> omit some like, yeah. Oh, I only remembered to do it these 10 times, but you know, the other 11 times is because they got McDonald's. They didn't want to take the picture. Mm -hmm. So I want to see at least 10 pictures of the meals you're eating. Let me see what they look like. Yeah. And, and then we can go from there. But again, like Tyler was saying, like I was saying, they probably don't even know how many calories they're eating. They're, if they're eating one meal a day, I can almost guarantee that their workouts are not great yeah. because they're probably not fueled. So their energy um, in general, yeah, their energy is probably not great. So their hydration is probably not great. So like, there's all these other factors. It's not just I eat one meal a day. I should be losing weight. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, there's more to it than that. 
I think what you touched on, especially too, to make a note of, just because I know so much of the population does drink caffeine. Yeah. The coffee one is huge. Yeah. Because right, the coffee suppress or uh, caffeine will suppress your appetite. So all day you're not hungry. You're busy with life, work, kids, this, that, and the third. You get to your one meal, but you've already had all this creamer and sugar from yeah. throughout the day, and like that's all calories. Yeah, and also yeah. another behavior thing, not to go off on a whole tangent, is most people will use the one meal a day as a justification to then overeat. Yes. Because they'll go, oh well, I'm, th- this is all I've eaten today, mm-hmm. and then it's you know wings, fries, uh, you know a couple of beers, and they're justifying it because in their mind all they're seeing is like this. This you know graph where it's like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it's like two blank spots and one full spot of dinner. Like I only ate one meal, I should be losing weight. But again, if you're using that one meal a day as a justification to then make poor decisions, mm-hmm. it's gonna throw you off because again, it just comes down to the calories. And I've dealt with that with clients a lot where they're like, yeah. oh, I'm only eating, you know, I'm intermittent fasting, I, and I'm not losing weight. I'm very you know frustrated, and then I'll explain to them, well, let's track your calories for a few days. Mm-hmm. They track their calories for a few days. They describe to them what their normal day looks like. I'm like, okay, well, you're easily intaking six or seven hundred calories over what you should be because you think that the fasting is caught co- should be causing you to lose weight when in reality it all comes down to the calories. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, short answer would be. If they come to you with that complaint, just say, okay, track your calories for a few days or take pictures of your food. Let's see what it looks like and see where we can make improvements. And then from there, you can start to have the conversation of, well, how often are you working out? What type of workouts are you doing? Are you drinking water? All this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even like, even prior to even that point, I always will ask people why they're fasting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people tend to fast because they saw either a, a, an Instagram an, post, an article, or an article yeah. that said, hey, you should do this and this is like optimal for weight loss. Like I, I get a lot of questions, even just this week, I feel like I have so many questions about meal frequency. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand. So at the end of the day, generally speaking, it is calories in, calories out. I think it comes to when to like building healthy eating habits and, you know, maintaining blood sugar levels. That's more so when meal frequency comes in. Yeah. And again, so if someone was fasting, had, was doing it for no reason, it, just because yeah. they saw it, they don't know the other effects that it's causing on them as well. Causing them to pro- maybe, maybe possibly binge. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's actually really – that I actually uh, – I had a new client startup uh, four weeks ago. Yep. Um, and – so we were training, we're training you know, twice, a, twice a week in person, uh, 45 minutes. So the first six workouts, um, you know, every time towards the end of the workout, he's feeling lightheaded, feeling a little nauseous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and these workouts are, you know, they're solid workouts, but we're not doing like anything like crazy cardio. It's just straight strength training. Um, you know, stuff that's good, but not gonna really, shouldn't really make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talked about it, like, okay, well, you know, and w- one particular time he was getting really like light. So like, well, dude, like, what did you eat today? Like, what is it? What is, what is your nutrition really look like? Cause we had kind of vaguely talked about it. Um, and he said, like, oh, you know, I've been doing intermittent fasting mm-hmm. for well, forever, for a while. And I said, well, why are you doing that? Why? <laughs> and then, you know, it, and, and, and he was saying like, you know, why well, I, I read the benefits of it and yeah, kind of like for weight loss. Okay. So I was like, so I was trying to help him see that like you're, you're skipping breakfast and then it's causing you to then make poor decisions throughout the day because you're just like starving mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm fasting so I can, I have a little more freedom, which you don't, you still have to control calories. Yep. And then you're coming in for a workout and we're not able to get through the full workout because you're feeling lightheaded. So now your calorie burning is going to go down. So then I just had him to start, I was just like, just start eating breakfast, eat something with protein in for breakfast. Literally the following session, mm-hmm. which was probably three days later, awesome workout, strength increase, no lightheadedness, no nausea, and all he started doing was 
keep track of protein and, and eating more frequently. Yeah. Now, realistically speaking, if you were to look at the behavior of that, if you are skipping breakfast to lose weight, but that's causing you to feel lightheaded and you're not able to put in a quality workout, what do you think is gonna be more beneficial, that or eating that breakfast and then having an awesome workout f- three, four, five times a week? Mm-hmm. That's gonna have a way more beneficial effect on you than just you know skipping breakfast every day because you read an article that said fasting is good for you. Yeah, 100%. I think what happens too, and this comes from just experience and doing it, like so I personally, did intermittent fasting for a while and I was simply just like you said to control my calorie intake yeah. for me it, it made it easier for me to stay full on it it was a pretty like it was a pretty aggressive um, calorie deficit because yeah. it was summertime and I was trying to get sexy for summer you know that's <laughs> what it was obviously um, you know what I mean but I think on that same notion like like you just ah uh, ah uh, you don't need to you're good no no but that's <laughs> you know what I mean? like, but I would be willing to bet though that you were you were doing intermittent fasting, but you still knew how many calories you were eating. Yes, yes. Most exactly. people yeah, don't yeah. do that. They stay. They do the fasting, yep. and they don't do the actual work, which is tracking your calories and your yes. protein. Yeah, so yeah. if you you can by all means, if you fast, that's fine. It's not bad for you. But if you're doing intermittent fasting, you still need to track your protein and your calories. Most people don't think that. They just want to do in their mind is the the path of least resistance. Well, I don't want to sit there and weigh food. I don't want to think about it. I just want to fast and then I can eat whatever I want. But you too, like I, I followed you on Instagram for, for a while too. So like I, you post your food a lot, like always protein, always know the, the calorie count on it. So for you, fasting worked fine because you were still eating the same amount of calories that you needed to get through your workouts. Yeah. And for you at the time, you're waking up so early that probably is just more convenient. It was, 100%. You know? yeah. So for me, I've gone through those phases too where I would skip breakfast because it was just more convenient, yep. but I still tracked my calories on the back end and mm-hmm. knew how much I was eating. Um, and, and again, uh, this topic is all gonna always come down to how many calories you're eating. Yep. Someone tells me they're doing something and it's not working, I'll ask them, how long have you been doing it? How you actually been consistent? And how many calories are you eating? Yep. And most times it's, you know, One of the couple three of weeks, uh, Monday through Friday, <laughs> yep. and I have no idea. You know, so that if you can't answer those three questions and, and have like decent answers to them, then you know you're not you're not doing it right. And you know, it's it, I'm not like you know shitting on you for it. It's it's fixable. You just got to start being more consistent, and you'll see the results. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um, that's all the questions I have uh, for today. All right. So. Um, I have a couple of questions here, all right, but we're coming up on time, so we'll answer this last one. Um, the question was, how do, <laughs> how do I find a better way for me to sleep? Um, I go to sleep, I'm only getting about 17 minutes of quality sleep, and then that's about it. So, what this is uh, for me, I think this is uh, something just in terms of health in general that people tend to throw to the wayside, is just focusing on your sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a, a set thing that I, I tend to do every single night. Um, Stopped, I stopped looking at social media about in 30 minutes to like an hour before bed. Uh, there's no TV on, no anything. It gives my mind and my body just a chance to like kind of relax, yeah. slow down for the day, uh, decompress, unplug. Um, I also make sure that I'll get um, at least uh, 16 ounces of water in 
um, just so I stay hydrated somewhat throughout the night. That's something that uh, people tend to not do. And uh, also, if I find that I'm really struggling with sleep, I'll just try to just get in bed earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Longer in bed, more, it's more likely that you're going to go to sleep and then stay asleep. Um, there's so many things that can contribute to sleep. Uh, you know, diet can contribute to sleep when you're working out, when you had your last meal. Um, but for me, it's just finding a finding a routine that works for you and that that you can stick to consistently. Yeah. Every single day, because sleep is sleep. Was, sleep is is like the magic pill. It, yes. like, everyone's looking yeah, for the magic yeah, pill. It is. That is the magic pill. This is coming from a guy who has a six month old son. So like <laughs> my like uh, my sleep quality is not great. Um, you know, um, but. I still try to manage it as best as I can. Like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna get an awesome night's sleep every night. I'm probably gonna end up like staying up a little later than I want to, like depending on when his naps are, or when he wakes up. Um, so my sleep is not perfect. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, what definitely helps me get better sleep, because again, you're never gonna get perfect sleep, but what can help you get better sleep is one, just like Tyler said, the screen time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not like sitting in the bed scrolling on my phone. I literally, I have my phone, I don't even have vibrate on when I go to bed, which maybe is a bad idea in case of an emergency, but uh, <laughs> in case someone's calling me, but if, but realistically speaking, like my wife and baby are right there, so like if yeah. emergency's happening with them, <laughs> don't let me know. Um, but uh, ringer's off, my Apple Watch is off, yep. and screen is down. I will only, I'll check my phone like once before I go to bed just to be 100% sure that I set my alarm because I, <laughs> I get super paranoid. Mm -hmm. But other than that, not scrolling, um, I'm also not eating like junk or drinking alcohol a lot, like at night again, which can affect, I, I always know like if, if I do have it, like if it's on the weekend or something like that, or, or we have a couple of drinks, it always makes me have shittier sleep. You know what I mean? And maybe cause it's, it's, uh, it's in alcohol induced sleep. So if you're someone who drinks, uh, three, four, five times a week, you're so used to going to bed tipsy yeah. and not judging you. I'm just saying that you're so used to that. You don't realize that you're kind of just like, for lack of a better term, passing out. You're not actually falling asleep and mm -hmm. going to sleep. And that's going to affect you. Yeah. And your body's still processing that as you, as you sleep too. So I would try not to eat too close to bedtime. So your digestive system is not going, you know, while you're trying to sleep. And, uh, just also looking at your caffeine intake. Are you drinking a lot of caffeine throughout the day? If you're drinking more than I'd say 200 milligrams total of caffeine throughout the day, like you're probably need to cut back a little bit. You know, if you're if you're the average person, timing of uh, caffeine. Yeah, if you're drinking well caffeine too. at like three o'clock in the afternoon, like that's kind of the, that's yeah, funny you yeah. said that. I was gonna say normally for most people it's like two to three, and after they're like I slept horribly last night. Yeah, yeah. Bad, all this stuff goes into it. So uh, before you go out and buy supplements and and sleeping pills or anything like that. Uh, take a look at like your habits. Are you scrolling on your phone at night? Are you drinking alcohol more nights a week than you want to? Are you, you know, eating a very big meal at night? Again, eating at night is not going to make you get fat. It's just if you are eating a big meal right before you go to bed, your body needs to break that down, which means your your body's you're using energy. You're working. It's <laughs> you're working. So like your your sleep's not gonna be that great. Try maybe not eating two to three hours before bedtime. Try not drinking caffeine close to bedtime. Try to not scroll on your phone. You don't have to have like a, a crazy like ritual. Just like, you know, if, if you go to bed at nine, put the phone down at seven. Yep. Probably nothing crazy is happening on Instagram between seven and nine, I guarantee <laughs> it. Like there's nothing interesting. Nothing's gonna benefit your life. Definitely not. <laughs>
at the club, it's after two o'clock. After uh, for Instagram, it's after probably about seven. Instagram, Instagram, it's like at, as soon as you wake up, there's probably no reason for you to scroll. Yeah. Like, there's never a good reason to scroll on Instagram. It's literally, I I hate it. But uh, anyway, that's my my theory on sleep. Yeah, is it's not going to be perfect, but you can at least do what you can to manage it. Uh, screen time, caffeine intake, eating close to bedtime, and let, like Tyler said, I didn't even think of that. Like you know, drinking water close to bedtime too. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even think of that. That never even occurred to me mm-hmm. um, that how much that could affect you if you're dehydrated during sleep. Like your body's not going to be able to relax. Yeah, I think as much as possible too. Like just trying to create a, a sleep schedule. Like I said, like obviously like sleep hygiene, like doing your your certain rituals you do before bed, but just trying to consistently get to sleep at the same time as much as you can. And, I, and that's, that's speaking, huge. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's speaking from personal experience. I was waking up. For a long time, three, three, three thirty in the morning. I remember there was a whole summer when I was doing that, waking up three thirty, uh, three thirty in the morning, Monday through Friday, and then going out Saturday night, staying up yeah. all the way until like four in the morning, and I got like really sick, yeah. like really, really sick. I think I don't even remember. Maybe it was mono or something, but I got like sick to the point I was like, all right, like I'm beating, I'm pushing my body to its complete limits. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you can't. You yeah, just, man. You can't sleep as the pit. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we got for you today. Guys, we want to thank you for joining us today. We hope you uh, learned at least a little something. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, please let us know. Shoot us a DM. You can shoot us an email. Anything works. When you get a chance, if you like the podcast, or even if you didn't, let us know. Give us a five-star rating. If you like it, give us a one. If you hated it, and uh, we're always looking to improve. So we appreciate you guys joining us, and uh, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, guys.